And now, more Educate on TalkZone.com. Here's Jonathan Jefferson. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show and our discussion of the topic, the political classroom. If you'd like to join our conversation, the phone lines are open, 888-463-6748. That's 888-463-6748. We're taking your calls on TalkZone. My next guest is Adiola Teller-Williams. Adiola Teller-Williams has been teaching for over 15 years. She began teaching in East New York, Brooklyn, left Brooklyn and taught in Japan for one semester. Upon returning to the States, she landed a teaching job on Long Island where she has taught for the past 10 years. Her love of culture, politics, and fairness drives how she presents events and history to her students. A lifelong learner, Adiola is constantly in search of new information about teaching, learning, and how she can best link the past to the present. Adiola, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's such an honor to be on your show. What a great show you have. Very informative. Thank you. Thank you for the compliments. I appreciate that. You're uh, Adiola, let me ask you, do you consider yourself an activist? Um, I would say yes, an active teacher, um, a teacher who wants to uh, make sure that her students um, actively participate in the classroom, and a teacher who also wants to see her students actively participate in uh, in society uh, once they leave high school. So I would have to say yes. So is is your definition of an activist someone who uh, simply engages with their their peers and engages with their community? Because when I think of an activist, I think of somebody who's who's leading the charge on social issues in, in the public eye. Um, is, is there a, a way you want to extend that definition? Sure. sure. Um, I think that it encompasses both, actually. Um, I think in, in, in the school building, for me, especially teaching um, uh, government and um, participation in government, um, I am in the forefront of, of talking about social issues and leading the charge in getting students to understand what the social issues are out there. And, um, and I'm in the public eye, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and, and in addition to that, um, having students actively participate in their community, to me, is, uh, is activism. Okay. And, and how do you engage your students? Wow, there are many ways that I engage my students. Um, over the years that I've been teaching, there hasn't been one uh, uh, sure way to engage students because one year I think I have them and it's great and it's fun and I try to do the same thing the next year and it doesn't work, you know, because they are di- they're different every year that I get them. So mm-hmm. um, I take students as they come. So I engage my students based on what I get from them. So if I have students in front of me that seem to be um, very rambunctious, outspoken, and interested more socially at first, 
you know, I, I, I take it from there. This is a class I know I can do presentations with. I mm-hmm. know that I can bring presenters in there to talk. I know they'll, they'll participate. I know that um, I can bring issues to them that they will think about because they're talkative and I have to take whatever it is, whatever their personality, whatever personalities they're bringing into the classroom, I have to um, um, hone in on it not let it go in the other direction where I'm sending them out the classroom, but let it work for me in a positive way, in a way where I turn them into leaders, in a way where I empower them to use their uh, uh, social skills uh, to better themselves and to better their community. Okay. Now, do your students come to you when they are troubled by uh social issues in the media so do they come to you and 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 get the conversation started or do you find that you know you have to uh uh trigger them a little bit to get them moving the second um i have to you know i it's unfortunate a lot of times our students are, are bogged down with um social media because they're so busy um, with Facebook and Twitter, um, teachers are competing with so much. So our students, I find, are not really paying attention to a lot of what's happening in their community and um, in the world. Um, I may have one of two students that are really, really um, paying attention because maybe their parents are very active and, you know, uh, uh, they have them watch the news at 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock or whatever time. But for the most part, I have to trigger um, an interest. And it usually takes place, um, you know, it takes them a while. It takes about a month or two Mm -hmm. before students, you know what, what she's saying is right. You know, and they start paying attention, and then then they start coming to me and say, "Miss Tyler Williams, did you know that this happened here, or did you see this video, or did you hear about this?" So it it, it takes a little time before they begin to see that they are part of the world, and the world doesn't just exist on Facebook or Twitter or any other social um, outlets that that the kids are engaged in at any given time. Okay. Now, one of the reasons uh, you came to my attention and I invited you on the show is because I believe it was your students who um, either had a demonstration or presentation in their school uh, auditorium, I believe, that ended up on the news. Can you tell us more about that? Sure. Um, I um, I have a, a participation in government class that I teach this semester. I, I'm actually ending with them on Friday, and um, they're already crying. So am I. But um, this was the first group that I've gotten in in a couple of years, a group of seniors. And unfortunately, uh, the year started out with the Michael Brown and Eric Gardner case. And I, the first assignment that I gave my students or projects, because I, I, I made it a project-based class, um, was for them to create um, a PowerPoint presentation um, or Prezi about any current events issues. Um, the majority of them did their current events issues on police brutality, um, which told me that it really bother, bothered them. So um, from there, most of our discussions 
centered around police brutality and, and you know, uh, what the government is doing or what the law uh, is doing or not doing about what is happening with um, young black and Hispanic uh, uh, males especially. So as we begin to talk, and, and, and I've done other assignments with them, but it always kind of, you know, go, go towards um, the initial um, discussion of police brutality. So uh, one of their projects was to attend a board meeting um, in December, and um, I gave them a choice to attend a board meeting or to have a forum because at that point, the two verdicts, were, were um, issued back-to-back -back in the Michael Brown case and the um, Eric Garner case. The Eric Garner really shook a lot of people, as you know, because everyone saw the video and, you know, we all thought, or at least most of my students thought, that for sure there will be a trial. And unfortunately, there wasn't a trial. And the students didn't really know how to um, internalize uh, what happened. So I have about 30 students in my class. So I said to myself, well, if they don't understand how to internalize this and what to make of it, then mo the majority of our student body must feel the same way. So I gave them an option. I said, you know what? In lieu of the board meeting, would you guys like to do, uh, would you like to conduct a forum on police brutality? The students I have are average students. Uh, they're not AP, advanced placement, or honors students. They're students who have made it this far to 12th grade, and most of them are hopefully going to go to college or maybe trade school. Um, they were afraid at first and weren't sure if the principal would allow them to even have such a forum. And, and they said a lot of negative things about themselves. Oh, we can't do it. Uh, there's a, um, a Caucasian uh, a student in the class that they felt would be better suited to run the entire forum. And I said to them, you can do it. You've been leading discussions, you know, for about two, three months now in this class. And, and, I, and I charged them. I said, as a matter of fact, you guys are going to conduct the forum from beginning to end. So... That's how everything began. They um, uh, they organized themselves into groups. Uh, one group had to come up with the questions for the panelists. Another group had to decide on who the panelists were going to be. They had to research police brutality in uh, in in the United States. They had to uh, make sure their questions were appropriate. And of course, I checked everything. They had to create posters, and um, they just ran with it. And every day. They came to me with something new. Oh, I found this. Oh, let's include this in the forum. And then one day they came and said, Miss Tella, can we have the press? And they laughed, you know, mm -hmm. as, you know as if to say, well, that's not going to happen. No one, you know, wants to see us. So um, I said, well, okay, why not? I said, you guys have to do the legwork, however. I'm not doing it for you. You have to go downstairs to the principal's office. And, and first they had to, um, excuse me, write a letter and let her know why you want to have this forum and why you want the press to be there. So they went downstairs, uh, uh, that particular group. There were about four or five students, mixed um, Hispanic, black, uh, a young man, and, and about uh, three or four girls. 
they went downstairs. And at first, before they went downstairs, they said, well, she will never let us through. She'll laugh in our face. And, you know, it's not going to be about us. It's going to be about the adults. I said, why don't you just try? And they go with them. They went downstairs. They asked her, and they came back. They were surprised (laughs) that Mm -hmm. she said yes and no problem. Let's do it. You know, they got a little nervous, but then they really got into it because now they had an audience. Now there was a purpose to what they were doing. They came every single day on time, prepared with more information than Mm -hmm. I could have even provided for them. And they were in tune every single day and they took it and they ran with it. Yeah. Excellent. And at this time, we need to take a short break. But when we return, I want to discuss more about teacher neutrality when dealing with such sensitive issues. Uh, Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Educate on TalkZone.com. Back to Jonathan Jefferson. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the show and our discussion with our guest, Adiola Teller-Williams. Uh, Adiola, right before the break, I mentioned that um, we would discuss uh, teacher neutrality. Uh, when you're in a school, uh, as your school is, which is predominantly uh, African-American and Latino, I'll just say black and brown, mm-hmm. and, and you yourself are somebody of African descent, how do you make sure that... Um, point of view or the um the the more neutral uh point of view is still uh brought out without uh, uh teacher bias how do you do that right good question um it's funny because we we don't give our kids enough credit uh my students are very conservative <laughs> you know um uh, to make it as far as they did to 12th grade, and, you know, a lot of them have seen their peers um, either get left back or drop out or a number of things that could happen. And, and you know, they, 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 they see other students who don't do what they're supposed to do. And so when they hear instances of police, you know, misconduct uh, towards um, an African-American male or Hispanic male, um their thoughts usually go to, well, what was that person doing, you know, until they actually know the facts. Um, So for me, as a teacher, an African-American teacher in the classroom, I present the facts to them. This is what's going on. What are your thoughts? You know, um, the truth, there's no way of, you know... um, mistaken the truth. This is what it is. What do you think? And it's funny, a lot of times you'll get half and half. You know, Mm -hmm. students that agree with an issue and students that may disagree uh, with a particular issue. Um, I've had debates in the classroom. A formal debate uh, is one of the ways that I promote neutrality, where students have to take a side and they have to defend that side whether they agree with the side or not um, is is one way of, of having the kids see uh, another viewpoint um, of an issue. And, and that's one thing. One of the things that I did before we actually held the forum uh, 
Um, another way of promoting neutrality was I brought in a guest speaker, a police officer um, from uh, from the NYPD, to come and speak to the students when every when the issues were really hot when um, the uh, verdict first came uh, down, and the police officer came and. Before he came, a couple of days before he came, my students were furious uh, that a police officer was going to be in the classroom, and they just were going to tell him off and and ask him all these questions, and they were just going to be angry. And but, he walked. Yeah, but in. you, yeah, you saying that doesn't sound like a class that split equally. With regards to neutrality, if their first response is anger toward a police officer, am I misreading that? No, no, actually, you're not. Um, the the more vocal students, I'm sorry, the more vocal students were uh, uh, behaving in that manner. My more quiet, stu- my quiet students usually, when I try to get them to talk, you'll find have a different viewpoint. The students, because the the, the subject was so popular and most of the most um, of the public uh, was on the side of you know Eric Garner because they saw the tape and Michael Brown because his his hands were up. So my my uh, more my quiet students really didn't you know uh, want to say too much because they didn't feel you know uh, uh, comfortable or they didn't want to be attacked. But when you listen to them, when we had the opportunity to speak. Not all my students were, you know, um, on one side of the issue. Yeah. Now, do the do this? Do your students bring up the fact or take account of the fact that many of their peers have parents who are in law enforcement who are black and Latino? I'm I'm sorry. Can you say that again? Yeah. Do, do has it ever come up? Because I know we have parents who are mm-hmm. in law enforcement and who are mm-hmm. black and Latino. Mm-hmm. Has that ever come up in a class? Or has students ever brought that up? Actually, yes. Um, the police officer that came into the classroom um, was a cousin of one of the students in the classroom, and um, the student's father is also in law enforcement. And I have yeah. So um, I have another student who actually her um, her experience with law enforcement, you know, is not very positive. She has like um, nine brothers who uh, who have all been to jail. So, you know, I had, you know, that dynamic going on mm-hmm. as well where, you know, one was, you know, the son of a police officer and the other was uh, a, a sister of nine brothers who who have all been 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 to jail mm-hmm. yeah now i'm curious mm-hmm. um after the tragic uh murders of the mm-hmm. two nypd officers and we mm-hmm. and i believe new york city has almost thirty thousand um uh, police officers and uh did, did discussion arise about the irony of an african-american um disturbed man uh, killing a Latino and Asian officer before killing himself. Did the irony come up in the discussions? Classroom discussions? Um, um, I don't, I'm not, I'm sorry. I'm it, not it's, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's not my fault. I'm probably not oh, clear. Okay. <laughs> it's, it, se- it seems as if, um, it's, it's, it's not truly a racial issue, uh, because the NYPD is looked at 
of being the race of blue because the African right. disturbed African American male shot two officers. Now these these cases, oh, okay, Eric okay, Gardner right. case mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the Michael Brown case, was about a white officer. Right. Mm-hmm. Yet the killing was of a Latino officer and an Asian officer. So my question is, did mm-hmm. the discussion come up that this was more of a blue? Um, issue than a racial issue, you know, because the the killing was killing of uh, they were killing the uniform, right, this individual, right. not even looking at race. I mean, I just, I'm just curious if those conversations came up after the tragic murders. Yes, actually, um, a lot of the kids, um, you know, it's not it's not even that they they were uh, attacking uh, the police officers. Um, students were shot at both cases with um, the black man uh, um, killing uh, the two officers and with the um, shooting death of Michael Brown and Eric Garner. So they they are um, shocked at, at both. Um, we, after the um, forum, actually, we went on break, and that's when the, um, the shooting with the black man uh, killing the two police officers occurred. So mm-hmm. we didn't really have class. So that discussion never really um, came about as it did uh, with with the other cases. Okay. Now, now, do you find uh, when you're teaching participation in government mm-hmm. that you often have to uh, talk to students down from a cliff, so to speak, like when they get heated, <laughs> when, when mm-hmm. an officer is coming in to actually present, mm-hmm. make them mm-hmm. think? And in, in, in order to bring them down before the end of the classroom? Yes. Um and, and I hope I'm not painting a picture where, you know, they were you know, they were ready to, you know, kill him as soon as you walk no, in. No, no, no. That's not the case. But um you know, the student the particular student I'm talking about was more angry because of her experience with the police officers. For mm-hmm. the most part, you know, and, and there were other students that were a bit reluctant, but when he walked in he was very friendly. He brought them donuts, so right away they were like, <laughs> Okay. I think I can talk to this guy. And um, he spoke to them. They smiled. He smiled. By the end, they understood what his role was and how Mm -hmm. difficult his job was. And, um, you know, the the young lady that, that I'm referring to with the brothers, you know, said, you know what, can you come back? Can you come back and speak to us again? I really like you. Okay. So now, that, mm-hmm. now I was just going to say, when you uh, engage in, in um, do, do you personally uh, or have you personally gone out to, uh, you don't have to answer this, but mm-hmm. to take part in rallies of hands up or mm-hmm. um, lying in the streets or anything like that that's been happening uh, all over the place, really? Have you yeah. have you personally done any of that? Yes, actually, before all of this, I, I've I've always participated in different uh, protests. Um, um, when the uh, first Iraq War happened, I had another forum. I was teaching at uh, the middle school to uh, to the high school here, and I had a forum on the Iraq War because students have the same questions: Why are we going mm-hmm. to war? What's going on? So we had something similar, and I participated um, in, in in a march in Manhattan. Um, at the time, uh, this time the same thing. I uh, mm-hmm. there was a march in Amityville that I went to um, in Long Island that I participated in, and they had a die-in, and um, they had a couple of speakers uh, that were there that spoke. 
And, um, you know, it's just for me, uh, participating in the protest is, is, is a way of voicing my uh, concerns and, and not having to be neutral and mm-hmm. taken aside, you know, because in the classroom, I, I don't take sides. I really just present the facts to the students and I allow them to uh, make their judgments. But they have to have some opinion. Uh, mm-hmm. about what is going on and, and some kind of feeling. Uh, so it, it, in in my personal life, yes, I, I do uh, participate in, in protests. Okay, and, and I actually think that that brings a passion to what you're teaching and, 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 and truly gets your kids engaged, and I believe that's why they were able to do such proactive work with the forum and what have you. So I actually compliment it because I think when people are passionate, it shows and it gets kids motivated as opposed to someone being uh, totally deadpan. So I, 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 I challenge you only because I, I appreciate it and I wanted to come out uh, to my listeners, the, the, the type of teacher that you are. Um, Thank you. We have- you're welcome. We have been speaking with Adiola Teller Williams, a Long Island High School social studies teacher. Adiola, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. You're welcome. We appreciate it having you. That's all the time we have for today. Thank you for listening to Educate with Dr. Jefferson. Tune in next time as we continue to tackle the truth behind schoolhouse doors. Mm-hmm.